My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. I'm super excited. The guest I'm bringing on today, guys, Carrie Brunton. She is an event and webinar strategist who is passionate about helping entrepreneurs grow and scale their businesses so they can have, uh, and doing that with as little stress as possible. So you guys, I know I keep my intros pretty short normally, but I'm going to go ahead and let Carrie Go ahead and tell us a little bit about her journey and how she got to where she is today because she's doing some amazing things. Welcome to the show, Carrie. How's it going? Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Brittany. And I'm doing awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. I think this is a great time to kind of tell us about, you know, what led you to where you are today, what what it was like, what, what challenges you overcame to get to where you are today with the success that you have. You know, I, I really believe that all of the best things in your life, you fall into. And I mean, in my case, it's usually like head first, feet in the air, giant cloud of dust arising from the ground, fall into. So I fell into event planning and I had been working as a content and strategy, uh, in con doing content and marketing strategy for a small charity in Niagara Falls, Canada. And one day they just came up to me and said, hey, do you want to plan our Easter fundraiser? And it was like, okay, sure, giant question mark. <laughs> um, but they were incredibly helpful and incredibly supportive and such a wonderful team. And I had so much fun doing it. So that job was a contract job. So when the contract finished, I said, I need to do more of this. And so I turned around and I actually went and did an event management degree at Niagara College and loved that so much. And so that's kept going. And then the webinar aspect of my business, I also fell into when COVID hit, I had been only planning live events up until that point. And then obviously I couldn't do that for a while, mm -hmm. but randomly people started asking me about webinars and it started as webinar marketing. And it has since evolved into a full webinar training program where I help people put together their content, their marketing, their sales strategy. We work on speaking and presentation technique and the whole thing. And it's, it's been so much fun, but it never something I would have picked out for myself. So it just fell into place. I, I fall into things. It's what I do. I love that. I very fell into my partner when I met him. Like, it's just, I fall into things. This is great. So Carrie, tell us a little bit about, you mentioned what you do exactly today. Now, what, what, what are the strategies that you use to go ahead and deliver these services to your clients? So strategy, strategy is my absolute jam sandwich. It is one of my favorite things and favorite parts of business is figuring out the big picture before we figure out the little picture. And so that's where a lot of my clients have gone wrong in the past is they started with the little picture. So I work with everybody to start at the strategy of what are we doing and why are we doing it? How is this event or webinar appealing to your target audience? What, what are they getting out of? Why are they going to be excited to show up? And how are they leaving in a state that makes them want to work with you further? And so starting with that strategy point really helps us flesh out and detail the content or, or the, the event program 
or any of those things so that they are more catered towards the audience and it becomes significantly more beneficial for my clients at the end of the day. Incredible. So what was it like making that huge pivot in your life, um, especially during COVID? What, what did you find was most challenging for you and how did you overcome that? Because I think the listeners here, a lot of them also had some pretty discomfort during COVID, during 2019 up until recently, you know, especially as entrepreneurs. So what, what, what was that pivot for you and the challenge that you were able to overcome? How did you do it? Initially, it was really, really horrible. <laughs> uh, uh, total transparency. It was it was me ripping out my hair, crying in the corner, hiding under my desk. That last one metaphorically, the other, the first two literally. <laughs> and um, my desk is too small for me to hide under, or else I probably would, to be honest. But I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I feel overwhelmed. We can relate to that. So thank you for sharing. No <laughs> for being problem. real. No problem. I know. I know. I listened to a radio host who's a mom, and she adopted kids, and she she has something she calls her crying closet, which is just the closet she literally locks herself into when she feels overwhelmed. And I was I was like, I get that, but for me, it's an under the desk move. So uh, that was that was initially COVID, and I'm I'm incredibly thankful that I live in Canada and we had government support and things like that because I really don't know what I would have done without that. But it was it was a lot of playing the waiting game and stressing and trying to help my clients move to virtual events, which was not happening. And several of them have since made the jump, but for the first year or so, it was very much a mentality of we're just going to wait this out. We're just going to wait this out. Meanwhile, I'm watching my bank account going, I can't, wa I can't wait this out. Like I have a mortgage, I have children. What am, what am I going to do? How am I going to keep this business alive? The idea of not being an entrepreneur anymore makes my soul cry. And so it was an incredibly stressful time. And then randomly someone just was like, Hey, do you work on webinars? And it was kind of like, sure. Because at the, you know, I was like, it's, they were asking me specifically about marketing and I, and webinar marketing and event marketing are pretty much identical. It's just a difference of scale. And it was like, yeah, sure. I can help you get people there. No problem. And so I did that. And then another people, another person saw that and wanted that. And it kept, and it kept going from there. But then I would watch these webinars and I was like, these aren't great. I was like, but that's okay. Cause you know what I can, I've been a public speaker since I was four. I got this. I'm going to show you guys how to use webinars to sell. And so I did my first webinar. Okay. and fell flat on my face. I well, didn't. Thank you for being vulnerable and telling us that because yeah. also I didn't relatable. Sell a thing. Absolutely. I didn't sell a thing. And I had, I, it was because I fell trapped prey to so many of the traps that my clients and other business owners are falling into with what they think webinars need to be. And so I turned around and did a ton of training on it, on, on public speaking, on presentation, on sales psychology, and all these things that I now bundle together. And I came back and did my second webinar and sold. And I felt so much better. And it's now one of the main sources of my clients. And so I teach other people how to do that too, so that they can skip that falling on their face part. <laughs> right, because you've already done that and you can show them what not to do now, right? So what was that falling on the face situation like what were the old you, you mentioned that you were following what everyone else thinks webinars should be like what is that what they think it should be like that didn't work for you I, I I had fell into the trap where we think it's you show up 
you put on a nice presentation and you teach people some of the things that are within your program or your service or anything like that. And you teach them some things and you, sh and you go and you show them how valuable you are. And it's like, this is how amazing it is to work with me. And then they book with you and it doesn't work because either we, if we, if we don't give them enough information, they're not convinced of anything. If we give them too inf much information, then they go into overwhelm mode and it's like, oh, I have to go sort all this out in my brain before I can make a decision. Because, but what you actually need to be doing with your webinar is helping them to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And so going through the key information they need to make that decision is different than teaching them certain things. And so finding a way to walk that line of giving value and helping them to make that decision is where your webinar actually becomes successful. Incredible. Well, thank you for sharing that, Carrie. Now let's talk a little bit about, okay, how to streamline your marketing with webinars to get clients faster because you specialize in that. So I, I want to let you take the stage and go ahead and tell us all about it. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, and you know what? Marketing can be really hard and really stressful and I'm trained in marketing and I know that. Mm -hmm. And so for all of those people out there who are started a business because they want to help people or they want to just do the things that they love and they're not trained in marketing, it's kind of horrible. And there's a million people out there telling you, do this, do this, do this. And suddenly you're doing 47 different things because you're on social media and you're blogging and you're networking and you're, you're doing all these things every day. And suddenly marketing is all you do. And I don't think anybody likes that. <laughs> Even marketers need a break. And so what I teach people to do is, okay, let's, let's clean this up. Let's make this a really simple system. And what we do is we make webinars and speaking the center of that system. And so you now know that if you're on social media, your social media job is to get people to that webinar. Mm -hmm. The list that your email is to keep people in touch with you so that when it comes, you can invite them to that webinar. And suddenly everything seems simpler because you understand the purpose and direction of everything. And then you use those webinar and speaking opportunities to actually convert and close clients because it's the easiest and fastest way to build trust with people. People can watch you for months and years on end on social media before they decide to hire you, if they decide to hire you at all. But in an, if by spending one hour with you, the amount that they trust in you and your expertise grows exponentially because they've actually seen you. You're an actual person to them now. Mm -hmm. And so by utilizing that as your centerpiece, it makes all of your marketing much simpler. And so you spend way less time on it. And then you bring in those sales so that you can focus on actually giving your clients the service that you decided to bring them. Right. And you're actually solving a problem that they're in pain with. Right. So if you can offer that to them, that's all you need to do. Right. If you can find that pain and help them solve it. Boom. So tell us some of the challenges, you know, that you, maybe you experience, because I know a lot of my listeners also are finding ways, you know, get certain clients and close them. And so for you, what works really well is the webinars, correct? So tell us, what are some of the challenges when closing, you know, clients through webinars is? So what, what challenges do you often face and how do you overcome those? So you have to be careful that you're really speaking to your ideal audience and being very clear about who they are, not only in your head, but you should be doing that out loud as well because you should actually be saying, hey, today's session is perfect for you if X, Y, Z, because otherwise you're leaving it up to interpretation and people are gonna start booking appointments with you, which is awesome, 
but you're going to find that they're not your ideal clients and mm-hmm. or you're going to be inundated with calls of people who are like i'd love to work with you i have no money which was something i dealt with when i started doing webinars and it you know it's like oh well thank you bye now yeah call me in six months like 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 it's it's really hard to respond to that and and i know there's sales pros out there who will be like oh well you just say this this and this and then they decide that the money's not and i'm like i don't feel good about doing that i i know what i've been there i've i know what it's like to not have the money to be able to do those kinds of things i don't like pushing on that issue that's that's their decision Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so making sure that your webinar actually speaks to the right people so that you're spending call time on those calls with the right people and then addressing their objections in advance so that those calls are faster and a lot easier. So if Smoother. you're constantly hearing, I don't have enough time for this, you need to talk about that during your webinar. You need to talk about how everybody goes, well, I don't have time for this. Well, you do have time for this because of this and this, or it's because this is how it's going to save you time. And once you introduce that into your webinar, you're gonna also see a higher conversion rate and a higher closing rate. I'm, I'm all about making the sales call much easier because to me, that's the thing to get nervous about. I don't get nervous about presenting to a group, but I have people right. who are the exact opposite as well. So, Right. And no, you're so right. You know, you re- we really got to get crystal clear as to who we are presenting to and who we are attracting and who we want to work with. Right. So I think once we're able to niche down and be very specific as to who we're going to work with, then you're going to be attracting the right fit people who can afford your, um, your coaching or whatever it might be, right. You can afford it and are the right fit. And then it's not wasting their time or yours. Right. So it's so, cause I hear so many times, you know, uh, other entrepreneurs being like, well, I have a lot of leads and a lot of sales calls, but the conversion rate's just not where I want it to be. And it's like, okay, well, let's take a look at who it is that you're attracting here. And let's get crystal clear on who it is you want to work with, you know? So really niching down being specific as to who it is. That way you're not wasting their time or your own. Absolutely. And that, and, and attracting the wrong people breaks down to either you are saying the wrong things, which is, mm-hmm. is often, or you are saying them in the wrong places. So for me, for instance, I used to do a lot of marketing on Facebook and I would post in groups and things like that. And I got either very, very few leads from it. And I got very, what I will call low quality leads. They're the people who, you know, are lovely people, but you know, they either can't afford it or they're not going to, or they're not, you know, this isn't their focus right now or anything like that, or they're in the wrong timing position for these kinds of things. And that's because I was speaking in the wrong places and trying to, and market my speaking in the wrong places. I now spend significantly more time on LinkedIn than I do on Facebook. And it's, it's a much better return for me. So it's, it's little things like that. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, you know, your podcast that you're, you're thinking about starting, what, what are your, I mean, I know you're in the midst of starting it and you're going to launch it a little bit later down the road, but you know, a lot of our listeners also have podcasts or thinking are on the fence about starting one. Now, what are your intentions behind your podcast? And, you know, tell me, yeah, just let's start with the intentions. Why are you thinking about starting a podcast and um, how, what might it tie into your business? So I'm, I'm an extrovert and I'm very social and I love talking to people in general. So to be honest, uh, having a podcast just sounds kind of like a lot of fun for me. And for a long time I was like, that's fun, but I have no idea what direction I would take in. 
and I realized that I want it to be really honest, in-depth conversations about how business owners made a significant difference. What was their breakthrough moment? Was it, you know, figuring out this strategy? Was it changing this language? You know, was it discovering how to use Pinterest for business? Like, um, I know so many people who've used so many different methods and tactics that have been deeply influential for their business. And I want to break down how they got there, what the difference it made, how they use it to make that difference and how other people can adopt a similar strategy. And in turn, obviously, I will along the way share lots of bits about events and, and, and speaking and things like that, in addition to my interviews with other amazing guests. And so I'm really excited to just have those conversations and provide that value for people. Absolutely. Now, in 2023, I mean, you do coaching and stuff like that. So many of my listeners are also coaches. And I, I'm just curious to see if it's probably a lot different than it was in 2019, right? This year. So tell me what from 2019 to 2023, any pivots or changes you made to, with coaching? And if you see some common traits that are still challenges being a coach. Well, I wasn't a coach at all in 2019. So that's the biggest change. Uh, in okay. Yes. When I opened my business, I was only doing live event planning which is a big passion of mine. And I just got back late last year and I'm very happy that uh, Canada is now having live events again. Um, so the coaching thing was very new to me and it started in late 2020, really took off in 2021. And so for me, the big change was learning how to actually convey information so that people really let it sink in, understand it, and produce the content that they and get to the content that they really want to so i i don't call myself a coach because it's when you look at like coaching modalities and things like that what i do is more of a hybrid of coaching consulting and training sometimes i'm straight up teaching sometimes i'm just telling them what to do you know it's it's i i blur the lines a lot just because i'm very excited about the results that i can see they're going to get to so I'm going to use whatever method I think is going to get them there the fastest and get them those results that they're searching for. But in Absolutely. terms of evolution of the coaching market, I'm definitely seeing more coaches pop out of everywhere. And I think the biggest thing is that everybody needs to be very clear. I see a lot of coaches using kind of generic messaging in both the way they talk about themselves and their business and their, and their clients. And it's very unhelpful to everybody. And there's so much of it that we just start to tune out. So I work with my clients to help them be incredibly specific when they're talking about their business and they're introducing themselves during their presentations because that's what makes us sit up and pay attention is when you're very specific to what's going on with this. If you show up and say, hi, I'm Sally, I'm a life coach. Most of us go, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, we just say, all right, then that's fine. But if you, right. you go up and you say, hi, I'm Sally, and I help moms have 20 minutes of me time every day, then every mom in the room goes, what? Talk to me more. <laughs> Absolutely. It's specific and you've hit their pressure points. And so I, the more and more coaches I see, the more generic a lot of them are being. And that's Absolutely. where a lot of them get lost. I agree. Now, 
Carrie, I wanted to ask you, because I know that you have a strong point of view that business should be simple and, and we all, we oftentimes over complicate it. Now, what, it, what would you be your biggest piece of advice to those that are tending to overcomplicate things and how to bring it back to fun, but also successful work ethic? Absolutely. So one of the big things that I love to talk about is figure out the parts of your business that you really enjoy. You're usually getting more results from those things anyway. So if you hate social media, spend less time on social media because you're not going to start loving it overnight just because you put 20,000 hours into it. Right. So focus on the things, not only that you love, but also sit down and literally list out like your last 10 clients or your 10 favorite clients. Um, they should all be like your ideal things and then make a list of where you found those people because you're going to start to see really common threads. So it, like if I make that list right now, I can tell you that all of, almost all of my clients either came from listening to me speak, networking or a referral. So I now know that those are the things that I need to spend my time on. I'm not going to spend oodles of time on social media because that's not getting me results. I'm not going to spend tons of time writing blog posts because that's never gotten me a client. And it doesn't mean I'm going to throw those things out the window completely, but it means that I'm going to hire somebody else to do them if I can, or I'm going to let them be more infrequent. And if any of you check out my blog, you'll notice that it's insanely infrequent, (laughs) like once a year. It's bad. I'm sorry, but it works. You know, focus on the things that get you results because you'll enjoy them more and you'll simplify your calendar a lot. And I do think we overcomplicate things because there's so many people telling us to do everything and you should, you know, you should be everywhere and do all the things and be on all the platforms. And it's like, just no, stop it. Stop it now. 100%. It's that shiny object syndrome. And we're like, bird, squirrel, I need to try this. (laughs) I'm super guilty of it. I am hugely guilty. I am a raccoon in so many ways. I love all the shiny things and also rubbing my paws together. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're human. And I think it's natural for all of us to do that at one point or another until we're like, holy shit, this is not working. Yeah. And then gather our focus back to one or two things that actually are working and put all our energy into that, right. To see difference. Exactly. Now, um, yeah, it can be difficult sometimes, but it's something we have to do to stay focused. Right. So I wanted to give you, you know, the next five minutes here to go ahead and tell us a little bit about anything coming up within your business, um, events, webinars, anything like that. Um, and really shine a light on what you're doing a little bit more before we jump off. And then also, Carrie, if you don't mind leaving my listeners with the best way to connect with you in case anyone is looking, you know, to reach out and connect and see if there's anything you can help them with. Absolutely. So uh, I don't have specific dates for anything right now, unfortunately. You've Normally I plan like several months out, but you've caught me in that weird off month where I decided not to plan a whole bunch of things. So I will be having a masterclass in June for helping people get started with their webinars. It's called Streamline Your Marketing and Get Clients Faster using the A-plus webinar speaking method. Uh, so that'll pop up in June. And then I also have several, like I, I tend to pop up at a lot of other places that I'm happy to share and invite people to. And the best way to catch up with me and find those out is to check me out on Instagram. I'm at Red Bucket Events. And, or if you are a LinkedIn person, I spend a lot of time there as well. And I'm just under my own name. 
Amazing. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for coming on today to share a little bit of your experience, you know, and the pivots you made in your life to get to where you are today. And I really appreciated the value you add to myself and my listeners here today. So thank you again. Well, thank you so much for having me and everybody who's listening, make sure you take the time to leave Brittany and the team a great review so that they can keep making these awesome podcasts for you. Thank you, Carrie. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. Please go check out Carrie Brunton on LinkedIn. You guys, she knows what she's doing. If you have any questions in regards to, you know, webinars or event planning or anything like that, please go check her out. She's your girl. So if you also want to come on to my podcast and talk about, you know, any challenges or wins within your business or podcast, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.